Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, January 18th, 2021. The inauguration of Joe Biden is less than 48 hours away, and Washington, D.C. is a fortress. We'll discuss that. Plus, Biden's set to take office without any of his cabinet secretaries being confirmed. And finally, our last poll of Trump's presidency shows his lowest ever approval rating. A presidential inauguration is an event like no other, and usually downtown Washington, D.C., in the days leading up to an inaugural, is a buzz. There is so much activity. There are so many people in town for the event. Obviously, there is a double whammy of things happening preventing that this time around. One is COVID, and two is that just two weeks ago, there was an insurrection on the capital of the United States, attacking our very democracy, actually trying to prevent what is taking place, Joe Biden becoming the 46th president of the U.S., from happening. So add those two together, and what you have is you have a city, a capital city, that is in complete lockdown. It is a true military-style fortress here in Washington, D.C. The mall is closed. Streets and shops are completely boarded up and locked. The FBI is vetting 25,000 National Guard troops ahead of the inauguration for fears that there can be an insider threat, that some of those troops might be the very people we need to be wary of. That is frightening. Each person, according to the D.C. National Guard, is going to be vetted repeatedly until they're put on the street with their protective assignment. I don't know how to stress how different this moment of a presidential inauguration is from all the previous ones that I've witnessed and that our history has witnessed, quite frankly. And there's a stark contrast in terms of the send-off that President Trump is reportedly ordering up for himself. He's going to leave Joint Base Andrews on Wednesday as president. He's leaving in the morning so that he still flies aboard an aircraft with the designation Air Force One. Only one aircraft gets that designation. It's the one carrying the current president of the United States. That's how he wants to travel to Florida. He's the first president in 150 years or so not to attend his successor's inauguration. And at Joint Base Andrews on Wednesday morning when he leaves, he's considering adding a color guard, military band, 21-gun salute, and a red carpet. He wants all the pomp and circumstance for his departure. And of course, we are awaiting the hundreds of pardons we expect from him, which is pretty typical business for an outgoing president. But let's see how controversial a list this is when Trump puts out his final pardon list. No doubt, over the course of the next 36, 48 hours, we'll see Donald Trump attempt a whole bunch of antics to maintain attention before he is an ex-president. But none of that should dissuade from this moment of history, no matter how fortified this city is at the moment, that is going to occur as Joe Biden puts his hand on the Bible and becomes America's next president. Now, here's what else matters today. Joe Biden is certainly set to become the 46th president of the United States at noon on Wednesday. It's just that if he were to convene a cabinet meeting at that time, really nobody would be able to attend. None of his cabinet secretaries are going to be in place. In fact, tomorrow is the first day that there will be any Senate confirmation hearings held for any of Biden's nominees. That is not the norm. Usually, hearings would have already been held for some of the nominees, and by the time a president-elect takes the oath and becomes president, several of the nominees get confirmed right out of the gate so that there's a team in place. That's not the case. So the Biden team is making sure they're looking at the 
career folks in these cabinet agencies who are there right now figuring out who is the best to put in sort of the acting secretary role atop each agency waiting for the actual cabinet nominee or the deputy cabinet secretary to get a hearing and get confirmed. In addition to preparing their first day agenda, Joe Biden is going to sign a whole slew of executive orders. He's going to send up legislation to Capitol Hill, identifying some of his key priorities, all within the first day or days of his administration. His incoming White House chief of staff, Ron Klain, on State of the Union on CNN yesterday, made clear that mission critical is getting their arms around the COVID crisis. So it's going to take a while to turn this mm-hmm. around The virus is the virus. What we can do is act to control it. And we've laid out our plans to do this. That's what we're focused on. Some of those COVID-19 related day one initiatives for President Biden, that federal mask mandate you've heard him talk about, the $1.9 trillion rescue package, that economic relief package that he laid out for the country last week. And that is going to be his first big legislative push on Capitol Hill getting the vaccine administration ramped up significantly from where it is right now so that they complete that promise of 100 million shots in arms by the end of his first 100 days, and also extending those limits that have come back into place on evictions, on student loan payments. All of that, they're going to extend that as part of the economic response in his first hours as president to the COVID crisis. Then we learned from Ron Klain this weekend that they are going to put a comprehensive immigration reform bill, send it up to Capitol Hill on day one, hopefully getting it passed in the first 100 days, which will include a pathway to citizenship for 11 million undocumented people here in the country. That's going to be a big push. Getting rid of the travel ban from majority Muslim nations that Donald Trump put in place, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord that Barack Obama entered the United States into and Donald Trump removed the United States from, and halting any Mexico border construction is also going to be a day one priority of the Biden administration. And finally today, CNN is out with its brand new exclusive poll looking at the end of the Trump presidency And what it shows, probably not going to surprise a whole bunch of you, but it is significant that it shows Donald Trump is leaving office at his low point. He's at 34 percent approval rating in our poll. That is the lowest Donald Trump has ever scored in an approval rating at any time over his presidency in CNN polling. We see a majority of the country, 54 percent, say that Trump should actually be removed from office before Wednesday. That's clearly not going to happen, but that's where the country is. And that's a larger percentage than we saw back in the first impeachment a year ago. But of course, major partisan divisions are driving this. Only 10 percent of Republicans believe he should be removed from office before Wednesday. And the other thing about the party divisions that you see here is that we asked folks if Donald Trump should continue to be treated as the leader of the Republican Party. Only 19% of those polled believe that he should. But when you look at the subset of just Republicans, the party splits evenly. 48% think the party should move on from Trump. 47% believe that the party should stick with Trump as its leader. That is going to be the battle inside the Republican Party for its heart and soul in the post-Trump era. So he leaves at a low point but with significant sway still inside his party. 
That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.